Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm very excited today, as you know that I always am because we have another amazing online entrepreneur to share with you today. Her name is Mimi Bishop and her business is Modern Gen X Woman and she is a coach and consultant. Mimi, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, Chris, thank you so much for having me. I've been listening to your podcast and so inspired, so I'm really thrilled to be here. Awesome. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. And I'm just grateful that you were able to take some time out of your day and join me in the audience. I know that you're going to deliver a lot of value for them. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for me, at least. So hopefully they all have fun, too. We're going to have fun. That's for sure. Awesome. Very cool. So you started Modern Gen X Woman back in 2019. Can you tell everybody a little bit more about who you serve in your business and what it is that you do? Absolutely. So we serve women, 40 plus Gen X women. Do we work with men sometimes? Do we work with millennials sometimes? But our core target is women 40 plus. And the reason we focus on that group is because for so long we've heard that they don't feel like they have been seen or heard. So we are very committed to making sure we support them professionally. We do have a co-founder and our mission is to make Generation X, the wealthiest female generation. And we do that by ensuring their professional success, by helping cultivate the next leaders and entrepreneurs. So my co-founder works with our clients who are, who are up-leveling in their careers. And I work with our clients who are on their entrepreneurial journey. A lot of them, like myself, are leaving corporate jobs and starting their own business. So it's exciting to be able to work with them and really help them realize their own dreams. I love it. That sounds like an amazing mission you're on. And I really identify with kind of the Gen X struggle because the boomers were so dominating for a long time. And then the millennials got all the attention. And it's funny because everybody swears up and down, I'm a millennial. And I'm like, I, I don't even, that word came out when I was already so old. Like, <laughs> Let me clarify it for you. Uh, Generation X is officially born between 1965 and 1980. So do you fit in that range? I see this is where I always have a dispute because okay. according to those limitations mm -hmm. I would technically be a gen uh, a millennial because a millennial. I was born in 82 however okay my lived experience was I feel that I had the same experience as far as music and culture and technology that all of the Gen X people did. And that most of the people who are and identify as came along after I already had figured all that stuff out. So yes, you're definitely on the cusp because it's an interesting thing where the millennials don't recall a time where technology wasn't as prevalent. Right. And I remember I was working when email first came out, right? So it's a very different kind of um, adaptation that we are just used to. But so I'm going to consider you a Gen Xer. 
I, I appreciate that. I'm going <laughs> to consider me a Gen Xer as well. Now, tell us a little bit when somebody comes to work with you or your partner, what is the process that they go through and what are they hoping to get out of it? Yes. So that's a great question. So on the entrepreneurial side, we work with two kinds of clients. Some are really very early in their entrepreneurial journey, and they need help in getting the fundamentals put together. So this could look like getting their messaging together, getting their package together so they actually have something to sell, helping them get their website set up. In terms of content, I do a lot of writing their sales pages. We really dig in deep together. There's a lot of handholding at that level. And we work with them to get their first clients, right? So this is an exciting and sometimes very scary time. So we really hold their hands through that process. We also work with entrepreneurs who are out there making money in their businesses and want to make more and want to start to scale. And so we call that the evolved entrepreneur. And we work with them on things like overall business strategy and marketing strategy, messaging and communications, execution and productivity, high performance and mindset, all of that kind of thing, decision-making, right? Really helping them step into the next level of their entrepreneurial journey. I love it. No, that's a lot of different skill sets that you just mentioned. So tell me, how did you come to acquire you and your partner all of those skill sets? What was before this? I business? love this question. Yes. So I was in corporate America for 30 years. I worked at a division of News Corp as vice president of marketing for a long time. And so I was very involved in the marketing function and leading teams. My business partner worked also in media. She was associate publisher of a trade publication called Advertising Age. So she was more on the sales side. She led teams. She was really elbowed in up to her elbows in building business units, that kind of thing. So combined our skill sets really just complement one another and support our clients in a lot of different ways, which is exciting. Amazing. Now, for those people who are looking to get their first clients, Mimi, what do you find is normally the biggest obstacle for them? One of the biggest obstacles is just talking about themselves. And I remember this myself. So I, coming from a career in corporate, I was so used to saying, I'm vice president of marketing services. And people would be like, oh, that's people were impressed by that. People like titles. And they also like things that their minds can quickly wrap around, figure out like where you fit. And I'll never forget when I left and I started to talk about how I was a coach, it felt so uncomfortable. And a lot of our clients are in the same position. They're either not used to having to promote themselves or they are not really savvy with social media. They feel like if I'm talking about myself, I'm bragging or just the thought of posting on social media can feel wildly uncomfortable and really having ownership of what it is that they are now selling. So that's one of the, that's a in part, one of the first obstacles we need to work through is the mindset of having the confidence and the conviction in what you are now doing, having the confidence to put yourself out there when maybe you're still learning a little bit too, and really just starting to shift from being maybe in someone else's business to now 
supporting and selling your own product. There's a big difference there. Even if you were in sales before, you're selling someone else's product. Now you're selling yourself and that could be uncomfortable. Another thing we find, and this is more from a tactical perspective, but just really having the elevator pitch down. A lot of the work I do with my clients, especially in the beginning, is talking, teaching them how to write their elevator pitch. I have a small coaching package called Say It, Sell It. And it's about learning how to put together a compelling elevator pitch that doesn't put people to sleep and most importantly gets people confident in talking about what they do so they can really own it and that makes a tremendous difference what do you think it is that most people get wrong about their elevator pitch or what's the one thing maybe that they could do to make it better that they're missing first have fun Don't get caught up in making sure that it's perfect or making sure that you're not going to get it out in five minutes. It's just have fun with it. Bring your personality to it. That's the biggest thing that people really miss. I think they think it needs to be this really corporate kind of stuffy message that you're getting across. And really, I want everyone to remember that you are, your elevator pitch is less about getting out everything that you're about in two minutes and more about creating rapport and a relationship with the person that's that you're talking with, right? So remember that as a human being on the other side of the conversation, make it not all about you. Really start with, and this is what we start with the elevators pitches with, start with something that's going to engage the other person so that you are starting to open up an opportunity to have a conversation. So important. Can I put you on the spot and ask you for your elevator pitch for your business? Oh boy, yes. (laughs) So the full elevator pitch is that I'm Mimi Bishop and I am co-founder of a company called Modern Gen X Woman, where our mission is to make Generation X the wealthiest female generation. And we do that by advancing the professional success of women 40 plus by cultivating the next level of leaders and entrepreneurs. Absolutely flawless. So if anybody wants to know how it's done, that's how (laughs) it's done. There you go. Awesome. Very cool. Okay. I want to ask you, what is your biggest goal in the business this year? If you could see one thing accomplished by December 31st, what would you choose? Our biggest goal is really hitting the multi six figure mark this year. We feel, because at that point, there are lots of projects that we want to invest, reinvest in the business in terms of research and and more marketing and being able to hit that real, that big multi six figure and half a million is where we want to hit this year. So all engines are fired up against that goal. Amazing. I look forward to you celebrating that on New Year's. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, can you tell me, I always love to ask this question. You help other entrepreneurs. Where do you and your partner go to get your help? We hire coaches. We are believers in hiring coaches. So often you cannot read the bottle because you're in or read the label because you're inside the bottle. And we are so close to our own businesses. And sometimes I am a messaging guru and I will struggle sometimes creating my own message because I'm just so close to it. So we are believers in hiring coaches, working with masterminds and working with other colleagues that we trust to help us when we have questions or we feel stuck. And I would really always recommend everyone out there listening to, even if you can't afford a coach at this point, make sure that you are surrounding yourself by around smart, generous people. And 
on the flip side, make sure you're smart and generous to other people as well, right? And, and what I mean by generous is make sure that you are helping lift other people up because it is a journey that we're all on. It's not easy all the time. And so being able to support, to give and ask is important. Absolutely. And especially as an entrepreneur, because when you're an employee, you have all of the people you work with to commiserate with and to talk to and to have shared experience with. And a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur, it's just you. And if you're lucky, you have a couple of friends who are also business owners, or like you said, you participate in the mastermind. So it's really important to find people who have been where you want to go and have the experience and the knowledge and just can relate with you. Absolutely. I'm a very big introvert and I can be shy too. And I remember when I first started on this journey, and this is even before I had my partner, Jackie, I remember being under this illusion that I'd be able to, I always say, be in my cozy socks and work behind my laptop and never have to see anyone because that was my comfort zone. And I very quickly realized that being an entrepreneur, it can be very lonely and isolating, even for the biggest introvert. And also, I was pleasantly surprised by the community of people that I met along the way who have now become some of my closest friends. And it it was real something that was, like I said, it was just a tremendous, pleasant surprise. And I would really encourage anyone listening, if you are the way I was back then thinking, I'm just going to do this on my own to really reconsider that. Yeah, absolutely. No, Mimi, I don't know that I've ever met anybody from New York who's shy. So I'm going to have to take your word on that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess it depends. Maybe New York standards are different than someone else's stand. You know what I mean? There you go. If you're shy for a New Yorker. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Now, let's set the business aside for one second. I want to ask you about some personal goals. So what is your one biggest personal financial goal at this moment? Can I have two? Sure, you can have to. (laughs) Okay. So one is to be able to buy my own house. So I, several years ago, when I was on this journey, we decided, my husband and I decided to downsize and sell our house. And that is a personal goal to be able to buy my own house on my own terms. And so I really look forward to that. That's one thing that always has The other is I am, I'm not, I don't have children, but I am what you call a professional aunt. I have 17 nieces and nephews. And so being able to spoil them is my mission, aside from the other mission. (laughs) And that is always a goal. One of my biggest dreams is to be able to put them through college and just do some magical things for them. So those are my big financial goals. And spoiling them and doing crazy. I did bring one of them to Paris last summer, and that was magical. It was something I've been dreaming about since she was born, and she's 20 now. So that was pretty exciting. But yeah, those kids keep me focused on the end result. That's awesome. My aunt, when I was a teenager, she was uh, working in Germany. So me and a couple Mm -hmm. of my cousins got to go out to Germany and to Amsterdam as well. And we just had a blast. It was really great. What an experience, right? That's amazing. And, and so great that you're you're looking to give back because really the what, what is the point of business if we can't use the money that we make to help the people we care about and the next generation because they're the ones that we're going to leave the world in the hands of. So that's exactly it. And like setting the example for them as well, that this is possible. Look at the unlimited possibility you have in your life, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting. Okay. Now. I want you to imagine that the business is a hose. Now, as we know, water flows through the hose and hoses can get kinked, right? And it shuts off the flow of the water. So if there's one kink in the hose of your business right now, keeping more cash from coming into it, what would that be? 
Knowing where to focus, right? So you touched on something a little bit before in that when you are an entrepreneur, you're doing everything yourself from the accounting to the tech to the majority of the things that have to keep the business afloat you're doing. Yet the biggest thing that you need to always be working on, there are two big things. One is servicing your clients and making sure that they get results. And the second is making sure you're always filling your pipeline. And so it's knowing where to fill that pipeline. And sometimes you can get really excited about the potential of a project that may not be really contributing to those one of those two goals, right? And so time is at such a premium, it can be hard to be discerning on what is the right thing, because it could feel like it's the right thing. And yet you may put a lot of time and effort into something and it yields nothing. Like, and I don't even mean revenue. Maybe it hasn't added to your community or grown your podcast, or it just flops. And you do have that. Not everything is success, but you need to be more and more careful on where to focus your time. So that, that yeah. I would say is the biggest thing for us. Makes sense. I know that's a huge challenge for so many entrepreneurs and just people in general. It's hard to know where to put your focus on often and what is going to produce the most results. And then of course we have shiny object syndrome, yes. especially when you're an entrepreneur and you're looking for ways to improve your business. Of course, you want to be open-minded to everything that's out there. Right. And so it's a fine balance to walk, I think, because I caught myself one day a couple of weeks back playing in this app that lets you create your own app. And now it's all just drag and drop. You don't have to know any coding. And I was like, oh, this would be cool and maybe useful. And I can probably make money with it and it can help people. And then after three hours, I was like, oh, but that was not the most important thing to do today. Yeah, exactly. I am the same. So my thing is not so much techie things, but productivity. So I am famous for, let me get organized, but then I can spend all day getting organized. And so it's, you go down the rabbit hole. So I have to be very careful. But one thing I would suggest to your listeners is really be clear, like on your end result, and then think about what are the things that will move the needle to getting to that end result? And what do I need to do today to move the needle? And that will help you get clear. Like every week, I have a couple of things that it's the same thing every week, reach out to a certain amount of people, have a couple of conversations, do this, do that. And they make sure that happens every single week, because that's the stuff that moves the needle. Yeah, Mimi, 100%. I feel like I'm the same as you. I think I've spent my whole life getting organized yes. and it's okay, go do this, but I will, but I've got to make the whole checklist first, right? <laughs> That's me. That's me. And my business partner, Jackie, wants to shake me whenever I do that. I am a checklist girl. I, yeah. At the same time that I worked in corporate jobs for a long time too, um, mine were in the restaurant industry, but it's the same. It's all set up the same, right? And so when you get in that whole systems and processes mindset, and because I've worked and run both businesses where you do and don't have those, and the difference is obvious and clear in how much success you have. And so when you get in the mindset that, hey, I need to make sure I know how to do this and that everybody knows how to do it and they can do it the right way every time, it's very easy to get sucked into creating all the systems and everything. And yes. then you're like, or I could have just cleaned all the stuff up and it would be done now. Exactly. That's exactly. That's probably been one of my biggest learnings, right? In that don't waste time doing that. You don't need to get a new app to get organized and then take a course on how to learn the app. It's just put pen to paper and, and keep it simple, right? And that's a question for those of us that like to go down the rabbit hole. Ask yourself, I'm like, am I making this more complicated than it needs to be? Or what's the easiest way I could achieve this? Is it, Those are always good questions to ask yourself. 
A hundred percent. I was just listening to a book, uh, an audio book recently about how to let go of productivity guilt. And it was interesting because she spent out how much time we spend trying to learn how to be more productive, figuring out life hacks, biohacks, all these different things mm -hmm. that we're not productive because we spend so much time trying to figure out how to be productive. That's exactly it. I just recently, there was a book that I picked up. It was about organizing information, like organizing your hard drive and that kind of thing. And this guy had this whole, I'm sure it's fantastic, but I thought to myself, you know what? This is the last thing I need to, if I haven't gone to a file in five years, I probably will never need it again. So I'm just going to leave it where it is. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Now, can you tell us, I think you gave a hint earlier when you were talking about your impact goals and what you want to do for the people you care about, but I want to know what financial freedom is like for you. So let's set aside any sort of like dollar number goal and imagine that we've reached some point where you and your partner can step away from the business if you want. You don't have to be involved in the daily operations or you can just do the parts you're really jazzed up about and all the money is coming in that you could ever need to live the lifestyle of your dreams. What will you be doing with your time then? A lot more traveling for sure. That is really a big dream is just to be able to travel pretty frequently. And the other is this recurring. So you say that you spend some time in New Jersey. So I'm sure you're familiar with the Hamptons out of Long Island. And there is this beautiful community called East Hampton, where these there are these gorgeous cottage slash mansions right on the ocean. And I have this recurring dream of be able to taking for be able to take the month of July off and rent one of those cottages for the month and just read and enjoy the ocean and wake up with the sun and do lots of yoga. And to me, that just seems like a dream come true. It sounds like an F. Scott Fitzgerald story. Yes, it. it does. Very cool. He's actually my favorite author. So that's a lot really, that's great. Okay. Now, before I let you go, can you tell everybody where they can go to find out more about the business and what y'all do? Absolutely. So you can head on over to moderngenicswoman.com. We have a number of things that you can download over there. The things that we are the most proud of, our first magazine that we created, it's a free magazine. It's called Gen Next. And you can download that by going to moderngenicswoman.com backslash magazine. We also have the Modern Genix Woman Manifesto, which you can get by going to moderngenicswoman.com backslash manifesto. We have a Facebook community called Modern Genix Woman. We are in there engaging with people regularly. We have a podcast called Modern Genix Woman, and we just love to engage with our listeners. And please feel free to connect with me over on LinkedIn. I'm at Mimi Bishop over there, and I love to connect with people on LinkedIn. I'm on that platform the most. Awesome, Mimi. Now, the last thing I've got to ask you is do you have any parting words or a piece of advice for all the other entrepreneurs out there? Yes. And this is financial. So if I had to be able to look back and if I, even if I heard myself, I heard this advice now, I would have discarded it. But I really, I really encourage everyone listening. It takes a lot of time, trial and error, blood, sweat and tears to become an entrepreneur. It is, I know that it looks like it's this dreamland and really something easy to do. And, and it's, one of the best things ever, but it's hard and it takes a long time. And when you are worried about your finances, that really makes the, the difficulty that much harder. So I really suggest for anyone listening who may be leaving their corporate job and going into entrepreneurship, if it's really not up and running yet where it's sustainable in terms of keeping yourself afloat, then I would really recommend a bridge job. 
And I remember thinking, no, I'm just going to focus on my business, but it still took a lot longer. And then it became very stressful because I was worried that I was going to run out of money. So really making sure that you know where your finances are and it's okay to invest in yourself. I personally think it's okay to maybe take some of your savings and reinvest it in yourself, but make sure that you have enough to keep yourself sustainable. And if that means taking some kind of a bridge job or something that just pays the bills, that's perfectly okay. Yeah, 100%. There are so many people out there who will tell you, oh, you've got to burn the ships and just take the island and leave everything behind. And that does work for so many people. And it does happen that way for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's also dependent on the business and who you know, and what your network already is and all these things. That's right. But for so many people, it can be disaster because I've built businesses both ways. And the first one, I just took everything I had, I put it all in and and it was always like, okay, I have to get my cash. I've got to get paid by my customers this week. Otherwise next week doesn't happen. And that is very stressful. It's a tough way to run a business. And if you don't have that reserve, the minute you hit up against the wall, you're done. That's right. 100%. Great advice. Okay. Mamie, it's been an absolute blast. I've really loved chatting with you. I'm sure the audience is going to get a ton of value out of this. So thank you again for taking the time out of your day and sharing about your business and yourself. It's been wonderful having you on. Thank you so much for having me on. I so appreciate it. Yeah, 100%. And to everybody out there listening, if you are enjoying this episode and the other ones and you haven't subscribed yet, I'm not sure why I ask you every single time. So (laughs) please go ahead and do that. And if you can leave us a five-star review, that helps out a ton too. That way we get the word out to more entrepreneurs. And then if you are an entrepreneur yourself, uh, like our amazing guest Mimi was today, and you want to come on the podcast, we would love to talk to you as well. To do that, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. We'd love to chat with you over there. Mimi, thank you so much again. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. 
So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.